Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as he walk in the house, he's like, get away from that grill. You don't know how to start no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chad, throw the match. Now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a brontosaurus burger. The Fan. Hour number three on 1080 The Fan. Danny and Dusty. Reminder, today the fan invites you to play in the first annual Fan Winter Golf Classic at X-Golf Tualatin, X-Golf Vancouver, Tuesday, February 27th. That's less than Hell two yeah, weeks away. Hell yeah, brother. That's away. That is less than two weeks Coming away. Come on, quick, man. That's get, 12 days gotta away. Gotta get loose. Gotta get those hips loose. It's all in the hips. Uh, the 4 p.m. round at X-Golf Tualatin is sold out, and the noon round is filling up fast. You can also choose from either the noon round or 4 p.m. round at X-Golf Vancouver. Fill it up, baby! Dusty and I will be out there, as well as Isaac and Souk will both be broadcasting live uh, Dusty and I at Vancouver, Isaac and Souk at Tualatin. Thank you. The winning threesome will win a free foursome at this summer's 10th annual Fan Golf Classic. The last place threesome will receive a free lesson at X-Golf. So even if you suck, you win. Because you suck. There will be food for our golfers from Victorico's Mexican Food, Super Bowl <laughs> commercial rated yeah. Victorico's, Pearl Catering, and the Urban Restaurant Group. All golfers will play the historic Pebble Beach course on the state of the art simulator. Go to 1080thefan.com for more info to sign up your threesome meow. Speaking of, Tiger uh, is playing in the Genesis. He's wearing his new gear, he's wearing his Sunday red. Which now makes, now makes sense as to why they unveiled it yesterday. They knew. Because he was, well, they had to, because he was going to be rolling out on the course with his new gear, and everybody would be like, what the hell is he wearing? Well, this what is, is, is this, this is his tournament, too, I it believe? Is, it is. Yeah, okay. Remember, this is where he got into the car accident at. He was oh, leaving God. Riviera to go down to shoot a commercial, I think, with Justin Herbert and Drew Brees. On probably a lot of pills and, dro- and alcohol. That's the, I, yep. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. And his leg was basically almost torn off. Yeah, but he's out there. He's out there. Last I saw, he was even. I don't know where he's at right now, though. But he's playing, and I love it. That's the thing. like I love watching him play. I do. It's just just, just one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to watch golf unless it's him. He's on 18, even par. Even par. Tied for 50th. Wow. He was one of just... One of three players to reach the 609-yard par 5 and 2 today. <laughs> Good. How many yards? 609. 609-yard six par hit, 5. Did he hit driver off the grass? Good God. <laughs> he does, he'll go driver off the deck. He'll go, he's, he's crazy. The greatest is there's a video of him and Charlie, and 
he pulls the driver out of the bag on the deck mm-hmm. and tries like, you're not going to do it. Yep. He's like, Watch. take a seat, young man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me <laughs> show you what dad can do. Watch what daddy does. <laughs> daddy daddy going to work right now. Uh, the nerds have taken over the NBA to much the chagrin of the basketball purists, of the true hoopers that are out there. The three-point revolution has been too much for them to, to, to really handle. Nerd! Ding! Uh, a big part of this, the revolution, uh, more than a decade ago, the MIT Sports uh, Conference, otherwise known as Sloan, has been a place where uh, ideas are presented around, around from around the world uh, by the biggest nerds on the planet. People with PhDs in all kinds of counting and geospatial mapping and all kinds of crazy things come out there. The biggest thing that could really come out of there to impact sports, particularly basketball, was the intrinsic value of the three-point shot and how much Daryl Morey's rockets put on that. For those that don't understand the simple math behind it, three is worth more than two. But it's not that it's just that. It's that it's yes. worth 50% more. Two is worth, or half, half of two is one. That one point, because of how just counting statistics work, that 50% value. We by- were mathing until we weren't mathing. Because <laughs> two is quite literally two-thirds of three. Yes, but the <laughs> the difference between the two. When you one, take shooting averages into consideration. And so you start figuring out the things that are most valuable mathematically are the corner three, because it's the shortest distance. Very short. And a layup, dunk, or free throw. Because, of again, value inputs. Value. So you started getting everyone chucking shots. And shout out Phil Beckner, who has said shooting is the separator, because it's the thing you can teach. You and I have talked off air the last couple of weeks about how generating feel and passing and playmaking isn't something that's real that's really possible, but that's maybe the, the new frontier of basketball. But when it comes to shooting, we have reached a point where the three is no longer as valuable because number one, everyone is shooting it, even those that should not be shooting it to the point yeah, where that, a, and that's a frustrating part. It is. And two people have, have put together a paper. Uh, it's being led by Matt Michael from Syracuse university. It's being presented at Sloan in the beginning of March. So in, in a little more than two weeks, that highlights the expected value versus actual value is declined to the point where a two-point shot is now just as viable as a three when spread across the average of the NBA because not everybody is Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Klay Thompson, Anthony Simons, guys who can shoot 10 threes a game at 40%. And I think that that's where like the basketball purists, they actually do have a gripe in the, in the current state of the NBA is because we have we have gone beyond the threshold of the volume of threes. Cause if you look at by three point shooting percentages and is this from last season, the complete work of last season, or does it take this year into account too? Because it, it is up. Uh, the value is up to it's uh, because as a whole, I think you only have three teams in the NBA, entire NBA that are shooting under 35% from three as a team. In last year, there were actually far more teams shooting way below that. I think it is up like through eight. it is up through twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, last year you saw a lot of these teams like there's like eight teams shooting under thirty five percent as a team from three, mm-hmm. and when the volume is that high, and all of a sudden we're not seeing the averages in the three point percentage, then you go, all right, now we need to bring the the ball back in closer, play and, it a little bit tighter, and there is a sweet spot they blew right past. And this happens 
in any trend in any fad in sports. We've seen it with the RPOs in in football. Mm-hmm. We have seen it. Uh, well, zone read kind of led to our passing in general. Where we saw needed, the volume of passing go down. You needed to flex that out a little bit more mm-hmm. and have a pass option off of that mesh point in the run, and it couldn't just be run run. You had to have a zig off of it and we're seeing the adaptation across football you see it in baseball as well in the analytics community saying there's so few of stolen bases now it's actually become an advantage to Mm -hmm. steal the base again especially with the base size increasing but even before that they was trending towards stealing bases became advantageous again and now we're starting to see it in basketball where we hit that threshold it actually took longer than i thought Mm -hmm. for us to hit the threshold of three pointers because this is almost nine years now of Every single season, seeing it not just like incrementally go up, but it exploded yes. about nine years ago, and then we haven't seen it turn back at all. We're hitting that threshold, though. And, and this is where, and not only that, basketball is a sport that fundamentally changes between the regular season and the playoffs. They are they are two different sports, genuinely. The, even though the rules are the same, the styles that are played in the NFL, you definitely see a change for sure, for sure, but. The possession counts, the styles, the shots that are taken, the pace, everything changes in the playoffs. And so the, the, the value that you get from Nikola Jokic, from DeAndre Ayton, from Kevin Durant, from CJ McCollum, guys who shoot well above 50% in the mid-range on volume, they've been breaking the system for years. And I, I, there's always been this adage of like, well, why don't they just get closer? It's like, because right now, defenses are designed to take away two things. Rim shots, three-pointers. They're designed, if you can if you can get to your spots. <laughs> this is the bane of every Blazer fan's existence. How many open corner threes they were giving up, you know, like five or six years ago. I was like, why? Are Terry Stotts and Mike Budenholzer said, look, the three that you're going to you're gonna get is going to be the corner three, but you're going to have to work to get it. <laughs> yeah. But that was what they, the Bucks won a title based on that, saying, you're not going to get to the rim because we're going to have Giannis helping and we're going to have Brooke Lopez and drop. Good luck. And I think what you're going to start to see, I, I asked Chauncey Billups about this in, just in a random discussion a couple weeks ago. Do you think we've reached this point? Because I kind of felt this coming and kind of stylistically how things are changing and, and where you're seeing guys start to work more. And it's not prevalent yet, but you're starting to see guy more guys not settling, but creating shots that exist at the elbows again. Because there's so much space in, in, in those places. And but see DeAndre Ayton's shot chart. Yes, it, he, he lives at 10 feet. But he sh- the only player in the NBA shooting better than DeAndre Ayton in that range is Nikola Jokic. DeAndre Ayton is, is a... It's not a like, oh, he's a good... No, he's a phenomenal mid-range shooting. He's getting great looks, too, because that's what they're giving watch, you. Watch tonight against the, the uh, Timberwolves. They don't run a strict drop like they have been with Rudy Gobert. They're playing him up to the level because of Anthony Simons. You can't run drop on Anthony Simons because he will just pull and you're giving up points at that point. But otherwise, they're going to run drop pretty consistently. And when you do that, that drop coverage, you're going to play at the nail. Which is, there's a nail on the floor in the middle of the free throw line. All the way back to about four feet from the rim. That's the space that DeAndre Ayton, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, it's the spot they want to cook in. But what's interesting here is you're starting to see, again, more players that are younger 
now playing in that space, which is great for me because I think that the, the diversity of skill and diversity of game, the thing that is still very drastically missing from the NBA is footwork, which is why you see guys with elite footwork be so successful. Europeans. That, yes. Jokic, Luka, even Giannis, who I was like, oh, he doesn't have a bag. His footwork, he's seven foot tall hitting Euro steps from the three-point line. Watch Wemby's footwork. Jalen Brunson, who's six foot tall, is cooking people with footwork nightly. And I think that this change will bring back more micro skills in the NBA, which brings more diversity of game, which makes for better contests. It's again, the styles make fights. I hope to God we are getting, I want to see. And basically, the, this whole study is saying kind of what we're all, what we're, as viewers we've of the NBA, we, of we've sit there and we go, we're going to see more made shots. Mm-hmm. And because you're getting better, what they're saying is that there are better looks that have a higher probability of conversion now in the NBA that just aren't being taken anymore. And I'm here for it because it, it has got, the NBA has gotten clunky. It's gotten clunky in that For regard. those that are wondering the math, the expected points per possession. Then this is what triggered this paper. The expected points per possession based on the conversion rate is 1.083 for a three-pointer league-wide right now. For the first time since, I want to say 2016, I believe is what they had it highlighted as, the two-point points per possession value was higher at 1.096. And I know that doesn't sound like that much, but that's a pretty substantial difference. And well, yeah, if you take, you know, over 100 possessions. 100. You're, I mean, your average right now is is a hundred. Hundred possessions a game. So you you start you know it's you know it's the difference between what five points a game. So yeah. All right, coming up next, more basketball. The Portland Trailblazers have three rookies ranked in the Ringers top fifteen. We'll take a look at the at where they were, where they are, and where they project going forward. Coming up here on Danny and Dusty, Tanya the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Let me see that 
We need way more time to talk about this than four minutes. So what we're going to do instead is talk about the incredibly weird, awesome LED floor that they are dating. We already talked about this. No, no, no. no <laughs> we no, already no. talked about this twice. No, we're going to talk about this again. Okay. Because I put it out on the timeline that everybody's is, is actually seen it in action. Okay. And I have gotten a lot of feedback of like, I can't handle this. It won't be dynamic as they're as they're dynamic as the, when they're playing. Yeah. But it timeouts, it'll be incredible for all star events like three point, they'll it'll be it'll be moving a lot. And I think the three point competition is like, gonna be the interesting one for me. Where it like lights up like on fire kind of a deal. And- they the players will not like it. In in that when you have to focus and you're when everything is about your focus on the rim. I think that's where you're going to see the guys start complaining. I don't think they're going to light up anything in front of them, but I think they'll probably light up something underneath them. Yeah. And that might be distracting. But what's interesting about this, a lot of the feedback that I've gotten is like, I can't like, I can't see the floor. It, like, it's giving me headaches. I wonder how many people have recently been to an arena that have the new laser systems that like make the the ground look like it ha- the floor, whatever surface, ice, wood, whatever, look like it has depth. Like vertical, like the, the, there's something that they do to what the the way they layer it with whatever technology. There's a lot of people that still aren't used to like Oregon's floor or TCU has a scale mm. has scales all over their floor and they never will. But I think this LED floor, it, I think we really do have staying power to it. I, I think there is going to be a push to make this the norm and have this yeah. as a playing surface if it. Does not lead to injuries. It's already and it been, is safe. been tested in FIBA. That's why it's being rolled out at All Star. <laughs> they used the international stuff to test it before the NBA guys got out there that were worth tens of millions of dollars. The worst thing that could possibly happen is somebody gets hurt in this. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, like, then we'll never see it again. Like playing on it is one thing. I wonder what happens, like what they do to it, and how they treat it for like uh, fluids, liquids. Like I'm not even talking like a spilled beer. Like what happens if like for the guy who what happens if Usher gets out there and super sweaty guy drips all over it? I think what the see because super sweaty guy is a great advantage, not just in pickup basketball, but in the NBA as well. Because nobody wants to touch that person. No, not only that, you like you you can't really body him up. You slide off him. And when they hit the deck, and what you're saying, does that does that snail trail yeah. and end up like is that somebody <laughs> somebody tearing a hamstring because they're doing the front to back splits? <laughs> Uh, well, I guess we're going to find out, right? Uh, total side note, speaking of front to back splits. It is, that, that floor, though, is so badass, and you tweeted out the, the link. You retweeted it. Yeah. It is. It's, it's unreal, man. Incredible what yeah. they can do with that thing. And, and, and they're going to use, during stoppages, they're going to show replays on the floor. That's cool. Like, how, how crazy is it going to look when you've got, like, a 54-foot-tall Steph Curry hitting a 40-foot three? That'd be pretty awesome. Right? That'd be pretty awesome. That's great. But, One thing I can't wait for, though, is when they have, like, you know, Todd Bosma's out there during a timeout, and they're doing, like, the tic-tac-toe, and sure, it's superimposed on are. the floor, and we all get mad at that. <laughs> That's the next thing that we all get mad at. Somebody, somebody the, played tic-tac-toe last week. It happened again. It's the worst. It happened again. It's the worst. I was in the arena. We had the uh, Jamba Juice free throws, though. Yeah. And the guy made them. He, yeah. he got his shots I, up. I can't remember the last time somebody didn't hit all three. It was. It, I don't. I legitimately. I can't remember the last time somebody didn't hit all three. Now he was. He was working shot, for it. The half court shot has been abysmal lately. 
We need, come Casey, on. Casey Holdall is is tracking just how bad this is. Also, I've seen Casey hit a underhanded half court shot. See, you got to put your ego aside. You just throw it underhand. Throw it underhand. Everybody comes up short trying to shoot. Man, look, if you aren't shooting every day, that that, I have my that system, range that range is going to get you. I have my half court system. It's not. It is not anywhere close. The worst is when you see somebody line up to like take an actual shot, and you're like, "Oh, buddy!" Or they don't get any kind don't, of like they just yeah, take a they, jumper. Yeah, you're. That's not. You're not work. Damian Lillard. You don't have that in your bag. You got to take a step, and it kind of starts at the hip. You got to shoot from the hip, and you, just got to have there. a lot. You got to you get overshoot. Sure. Guess overshoot. what? That uh, Toyota Tundra that you're winning. Mm. It doesn't matter if you bank. Bank's open on no. that. No. Bank is open. Doesn't matter. Look, Glass is your friend. Underhand, overhand, doesn't matter. Just get it there. <laughs> That's right. Figure it out. All right, coming up next, uh, three Portland Trailblazers made the top 15 rookie rankings done by Jay Callman at the Ringer. We'll get to that and more coming up here. But first, here's the Big Kahuna Sports Center update. You ever had a Big Kahuna burger? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. The Ringer has updated their top 15 rookie rankings done by Jay Kyle Mann, who's a very, 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 very smart guy. Uh, one of the guys that I love talking to about uh, draft. Like Jake Kyle Mann? Jay Kyle. Jay Kyle. Jay period Kyle Mann. Kyle Mann. No. Okay. Go Got ahead. it. Yep. Up to speed. Jay. I did. I didn't know. I didn't know where we were going there. No. Uh, he is a rabid Kentucky basketball fan. Oh, hey. He he's he's a he's a Kentucky uh, bluegrass kind of man, uh, but he is a basketball sicko, and he watches tape. He the, he is a tape fanatic, uh, and he's also. What is really going to maybe surprise a lot of people in Portland is that he is a massive believer in Scoot Henderson. Oh, hey, good. That's good. So he's been watching what we've all been watching, though, which is the growth of Scoot Henderson and the comfortability in, yes. in and the he, NBA. And he was worried. It's early growing, on. man. Him and I were, were talking early on about, you know, you want to see something because early on, he didn't even show the flash because he was so kind of shocked. And it was Deer like, in headlights. Okay, just give me a little, just sprinkle a little something. Let me know that you're there. And then he did a couple times. Like, okay, that'll that'll satiate the the masses at least maybe for a little while. And now you're starting to see it more and more and more to the point where over the last ten games, he's averaging uh, 14 points, four re- or four assists, three rebounds on 43, 42, 97 shooting. 42 is the one that is the, the most assuring yep. to fans that have watched him struggle from beyond the arc mm-hmm. recently or. Hey. Recently, this season, this in general, um, but he released his top fifteen rookies. Okay, number one is Victor Wembanyama. No way! And look, he knows ball. He he does, and he is a massive, massive believer in Chet. I am with him here. I don't understand it. if you are a voter. I for those that aren't aware, I am not a voter for any of the awards. 
I would like to Probably because you bring stinky food on a plane. I, I, look, I would give up stinky food on a plane if I got the chance to vote because I think I would actually be good. That is, I can, this is how you get wheels in motion mm-hmm. for, on my end there to you get you a vote for something. Because I, if that stops your psychopath my tendencies terrorism. on airplanes, yeah. then I think I'm doing it for the greater good. Yeah. Okay. But my, my point being, I don't know how and what world you exist where you can have Victor Wembanyama not winning the Rookie of the Year award. Chet's been great. Running away. Victor has been even better, and it's, not his, and it's not his second year in the NBA. Not only that, what he is doing is breaking the game. He's breaking the geometry of the game. Uh, but he has Wemby 1, Chet 2, and Brandon Miller 3, which I have zero qualms with. I think that that's absolutely stacks up. Cason Wallace, he has it number 4, which is a bit of a surprise. Uh, I don't think he's had necessarily the volume, but I, he has been very good. He has been very good. Jaime Hawkes, uh, number 5. Again, no qualms with that. Derek Lively. Miami Heat, by the way. Uh, the center that the Dallas Mavericks drafted, he has been phenomenal. His only real fallback has been injuries. He's been a little injury prone. Uh, Brandon Pajemski, who leads the NBA in charges taken as a rookie. That's a great stat. I love that stat. Just, just You understand the IQ and the intelligence. He's been very good for them. Uh, Keontae George, who's taken over at point guard for uh, the Utah Jazz, who they love him down there organizationally. And then at number nine, Scoot Henderson, who now in the season is averaging 13 points, five assists, and half a steal a game. Uh, his seasonal average for three-point shooting is 32%. But, like I said, over the last 10 games and over really the last two months, you've seen that kind of come around. The hesitation about Scoot early on was exactly what we talked about. You didn't really see much. And now that you're starting to see the shooting kind of come together, the big issue here is his finishing. He is an atrocious finisher at the rim, Mm -hmm. which you wouldn't expect to see with his balance and strength. Personally, I lean on it being his footwork being very bad. And in the NBA, if you are a guard who doesn't have otherworldly athleticism, and look, Scoot has great athleticism, but it's not John Morant, it's not Russell Westbrook, it's not Derrick Rose. Like, you have to have Big crazy athleticism to overcome some of that. So he's got to sort out his footwork. But I think he can, because he's shown flashes of it. And his feel has grown drastically as a playmaker over the last couple of months. You're definitely sitting in the wait-and-see category, but I don't think he looks like... Uh, I saw people kind of comparing him to Emmanuel Moutier early on, and I was like, he's not that bad. He's not that bad. Let's let's chill. Number 10, you've got Cam Whitmore, who... Houston Rockets. Fell all the way down to 20 because his coach threw him under the bus in uh, pre-draft interviews. I heard that from a lot of different organizations that he got thrashed. Um, Which is wild. It is, because you, even when coaches don't like guys, they still don't do that because it's not good for their reputation either. And one of the things coming out of the Nike Hoop Summit when Cam Whitmore was here was how good of a teammate he was mm-hmm. in for USA Basketball yep. and coming through there, like, there, the red flags just aren't there with, with Cam Whitmore, and then he gets to Villanova and red flags come Herp. up. Uh, after that, you've got Jordan Hawkins, the shooter for the Pelicans, uh, 12, Asar Thompson with the Pistons, uh, Bilal Koulibaly at 13 with the Wizards, who's a bit of a project for them that they're working on. And then at number 14, your guy and the guy for every dad him. out there, Tamani Kamara. Love him. Who basically leads in every category for all second-round draft picks because, again, he was uh, 52nd overall uh, for the Phoenix Suns. But uh, Tumani now back in the starting lineup, uh, has looked much more confident after getting benched 
and now is kind of being reintroduced and things are slowing down for him a bit. See, but I, I also think that some guys are just built to come off the bench a little bit more. And I, I would not mind that to be, well, that's where Tumani Kamara needs to be at this point in his career, mm -hmm. but that's not where the Blazers roster is sure. right now for him. And honestly, if he gets to the point where he's a 35 to 36% three-point shooter, which is a big ask, it, then he's a starting caliber wing in the NBA. And what he is, like, he's energy, effort, grit, all of the things and that great the point of attack defense, dirty work stuff, mm -hmm. and that's what I love when I watch him. Mm -hmm. I would like, like, and he needs to develop his offensive game. Yep. Ob obviously, that needs to be the next step with Tumani Kamara. But right now, you you watch the Blazers, and there's a lot of just him standing and watching uh, on the offensive end. They'll just kind he's, of bury him in the corner. A he's lot. figuring out when and where he can get involved as a cutter. And that comes with also getting a relationship with Scoot and Scoot understanding what kind of where he can find him. And you're starting to see it more and more and more. Um, John C. Bills has done a great job helping him establish like what his role is and what expectations are. And I think you've seen an uptick from him. And then at number 15, closing out the list, Dwop Reith. Dwop three. The 27, now 28-year-old rookie who um, it would not surprise me to see the Blazers try to they, – they, they will convert him to a, to, to a deal for the rest of the year here very soon because as a two-way player, you're limited to how many times, how many appearances they can make, which is 50, which he's coming up on very quickly. But I don't think they're they're necessarily going to be able to sign him right away to a multi-year extension because he's been so good that multiple teams are going to have offers for him. I just love that there's a 28-year-old rookie that I, every time he touches the ball, I just say, shoot. You don't even have to tell him. Shoot. You, and that's actually one thing that... Do it. That... Uh, man brings up in the article is that he gets out on the floor and you don't need to tell him what his role is. Yeah, it's awesome. His job is to be a six foot ten floor spacer. Well, and he, if they're going to drop up off you and you're a thirty six to thirty seven percent three point shooter, get them things up. And he oh for players six ten or taller, he leads the NBA in shots per thirty six. Look at that. Look at that. That's good news from the Portland Trailblazers. Yes. That's so, a in a in the pipeline that Andy Dufresne is crawling through. That is good news for the Blazers you have this year. Three top fifteen rookies, and you've got growth from Jabari Walker. Unfortunately, Shaden Sharp has what I will say. Don't be surprised if Shaden Sharp makes an appearance before the end of the season. Don't be surprised if in the final five to seven games that he's not back on the floor. Just playing, just getting out there because he needs to kind of play blowing through. out the rust. Yes, you kind of figure that stuff out. Uh, but yeah, in, in a season full for a rebuild, having three top 15 rookies, it's a good spot to be. Ooh, the great barrier wreath. That, oh, yeah, no, that, I, that text coming in. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, Kevin has called him that. I like Kevin it, just calling him that. green light wreath, just green light. I like it, just everything. Shoot, Go. Green, green lantern, yes, Ooh, just green, shoot. Green lantern's a good name. God, he's I like it. I'll run that. I'll this run is what that, happens I'll, when you have six years to work through what you're going to do when you finally get to the NBA. Yeah. He, he's defined. Well, it. he's had a couple cups of coffee in, in summer leagues. This, this is when he came to the Blazers summer league this year. That was his fourth time in summer league. Good. So, he's but grinding, he, but man. He finally stuck. Yeah. It's fun. So there you go. Some good news coming out of the first rebuilding season for the Portland Trailblazers. All right, when we come and, back, wait to answer this question. Hmm. I do think Chauncey Billups does deserve the credit for development in these guys that he, yes. people want to refuse to give Chauncey credit for. This is why I don't kill Chauncey. Everybody's like, why? why There's why plenty that not, we can. Why do you hate? Like, I don't think he's the best coach of all time. But when young guys continue to get better under him and he can, keeps empowering young guys, whether it's last year, Shaden Sharp or Jabari Walker, or this year, starting Tumani Kamara right out of the gate. And if you're blaming Chauncey right now, you haven't been watching the last three weeks 
of Blazers basketball. And look, I don't blame you for, for blaming oh. him if that road trip and just prior to it. Mm-hmm. But the last three weeks, they've played hard. You're seeing young guys take strides. Mm-hmm. The system is making sense for the players yeah. that they have. So there's your your little uh, kernel of good news as there the All-Star break is uh, one game away. All right, when we come back, we'll put a nice little bow on today's show before we hand you over to Isaac and Sue. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley. And I am a motivational speaker. Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. Happy heavenly 60th birthday to Chris Farley, who died uh, December 18th, 1997. Whoa, that's so long ago. It feels like it was not that long ago. 20 years ago, and so it was just shy of his 40th birthday. Uh, No, 19, we're looking at 20, 20, 26 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. 26 years ago? Yeah, I think it said it was 33. Oh, I had 90. Because we were talking about Candy. Because John Candy. John Candy died in 1994. Wow. Both those deaths do not feel like they were that long ago. Nah. Also, Farley was how old when he died? 33? 33. 33 years old. I would have thought he was younger. Third birthday. Uh, I guess he just didn't, I guess he just didn't really, I I thought he peaked younger. Like like when he he really came out, I thought he was like 25, 26. Dude, Chris Farley, dead, dead too young. Dead too young. Too many speedballs. I can't believe he would have been 60, though. Like, what What yeah. would his career have looked like at 60 years old? Probably a lot of the same. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Doing the fat man comedy. Like, was it, uh, is it Bill Odenkirk, the Better mm-hmm. Call Saul? He- Bob Odenkirk. Hates the, uh, hates the, what is it, the, the Patrick Swayze, the Chippendales, with a passion. He was a writer on SNL at that time, and he said that, it embarrassed Chris Farley to do the Chippendales uh, skit on SNL with Patrick Swayze. Really? Yeah, because he was just like a f- fat tub of goo and was treated like that. Like, yeah. He, Bob Odenkirk has like a, a big rant on it. That's crazy because Farley killed that skit. Killed it. He was, I mean, he went out there and did it. It was one of the best things he ever did. Um, all right. That'll do it for us. Up next, we got four hours of power. Their mouths to your ears. It's prime time with Isaac and Sue. Have a great Thursday, everybody. See ya. Tomorrow from noon to three right here on The Fan. Bye. What'd you do? I didn't want her to get away. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.